2: Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Barbutolo, his fabulous daughter, uh, Kinsey, and of course his other children as well. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, all our family, and all our listeners worldwide. And that means you. So, Thanks for tuning in today. Joyce, Barry, Get ready for and a and show, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner will make you soar. All outstanding guests that we love to feature, you will find this show to be the best teacher. Great authors like Tetsuya and Bernie Siegel, awesome leaders that soar like an eagle, Beverly Nadler with Here's to Your Health, home business opportunities to increase your wealth. Kurt's impersonation and improvisation add to the show's Transfundmation, broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is always fun. We see your comments and appreciate each one. Want to change your life? Change your approach. And hire me, Coach Joyce, to be your life coach. Folks, what a show we have today of celebrating Father's Day or weekend. And I have a, a feeling that... We should be celebrating Father's Day not just on its usual weekend, but we should be celebrating it every day. Every day should be a tribute to our fathers, our mothers, people that make such a difference in our lives, people that we honor and respect So I say every day should be Father's Day and Mother's Day. Today we have a daughter's tribute to her wonderful father, Dr. Bob Rutolo. He's one of our regular guests. He's someone we honor and respect a great deal. There's only a few people that we invite back so often, anytime they have something to say, we're happy to uh, publicize it and make it around the world. And Dr. Bob is one of those special people. So today, Kinsey Beth. Kendricks honors her father, Dr. Bob. They have a very loving and special relationship that is both personal and professional. Dr. Bob is a mentor and coach for family owned businesses, which includes his own. Hear from Kinsey and Dr. Bob on what it takes to have it all work. Clearly they are incredible role models with sage advice. Get inspired to appreciate what you can offer your father and what he can offer you above and beyond the obvious. First, let me say welcome to you, Dr. Bob. We always love having you on our show. <laughs> That's why you're one of the handful of people that are our regulars. How does it feel to join us for this kind of a show?
3: Oh, this is special, Joyce, and I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on your show with my daughter. I am just elated and excited and can't wait to uh, uh, be part of the show today. So thanks so much for having me.
2: And I know you have two other children as well. So real quickly, so the audience doesn't know you play favorites, just let them know why the other two couldn't be here today as much as they wanted to be.
3: Oh, more than please do. My middle daughter, Carolee, uh, is uh, busy today uh, in a summer camp. She does summer yoga with sp- uh, children with special needs. And uh, she shared with me uh, last night how wonderful the first day went to camp. Uh, she told me about today, and she gave us our best wishes uh, with uh, Kinsey and I on your show today. That's uh, Lee, my middle daughter, my eldest daughter. I also spoke with her this morning, and she gave us our best wishes too. And uh, uh, Kimberly is a, a massage therapist Uh, and uh, 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 with uh, special uh, athletic uh, uh, athletes. And uh, she's busy this morning with the schedule full, and she uh, gave us our best wishes and apologies for not being part of the show. So thanks for mentioning both my uh, two daughters who aren't with us today.
2: Yeah, I really wanted that mention because, God forbid, they think you have a favorite with Kinsey that would really not be <laughs> a very good thing for the family. So I really wanted to let people know that they were invited and just circumstances beyond their control, they couldn't be here. Kinsey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm sure the apple falls not far from the tree. I think the world of your father. So welcome. And what makes today special for you? Uh,
4: thank you, Joyce. It's, um, you know, you mentioned it that you know we shouldn't just celebrate our fathers and mothers on on one specific day a year. We should do it every day. And um, when we were asked to be on this show, it was a true honor because it, it I do have an amazing relationship with my father and my mother, and my, my sisters do as well. So it's just kind of nice to be able to have a tribute um, showcasing that special relationship and and the uh, type of um, family that we have, and, and the loving and caring, and it's just awesome. So, greatly appreciate you having us on this morning.
2: And I am delighted to have you both on the show. So, let me start with you, Kinsey. What is the most wonderful thing uh, for you uh, about your
4: father? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, there's so many amazing. Why well, there are that uh, many, where you can't think of one. <laughs> You know what, Jay? the one thing that I, um, that stands out with my dad, I mean, just one thing, everybody who knows him will agree, um, is his laugh. His laugh is contagious. And we've talked about this all weekend, actually. We went to a comedy show as a family on Friday, and we were concerned that they might kick us out because my dad's laugh is so loud, and then my laugh is just like his laugh. So our laughs literally can, like, light up a room um so his laugh is just contagious and it's um comes from his toes and that's one thing that I think is uniquely amazing about my dad um which is different than I think that you probably thought I was going to say
2: <laughs> no I didn't have any uh, pre-arranged thoughts I promise you I just know how special he is as a friend as a coach as an author I just don't have any experience with him being special as a dad. Uh, if you could change one thing, what would it be?
4: Um, you know, there isn't one thing that I would change with my dad. Um, there isn't, honestly. Uh, he comes into life and relationships open and honest. Um, he is amazing at listening and just letting you vent and talk. And as you vent and talk, most of the time we figure out the answers just by talking it out. Um, There isn't anything I would change, not at all.
2: Really? Not even one thing?
4: (sighs) No, not at all. Oh, well, there is that unique little, you know how we all have our own little twerks when he, when he, eats sometimes he has a noise that his jaw makes but he can't control that that's one thing you know you have those little things that that kind of uh uh, make you go oh my goodness that would be the only thing Joyce and and um and he can't control it
2: (laughs) well what's funny about that is there's always that one thing that you would change it could be something you know is um like he works too hard he doesn't have enough time for me we don't speak enough or whatever I never can anticipate that but the point of asking the question is to drive home no matter how great someone is no matter how cool no matter how special no one is perfect oh, goodness. <laughs> Not yeah, even no,
4: no and I I would never use that word perfect in any way um you know, and, and that's something that we've always grown up with. It's it's not about perfection. It's it's always about improving and being the best you can be. Um, and, you know, that was never anything that was an expectation ever set on us as kids. Um, it was always about growth, the growth mentality. It's about the journey, not the destination. So we were really, really lucky to have that amazing influence growing up in this, you know, young to our teens but specifically as adults too as you go through different trials and tribulations um, individually as you know as a family as well Um, so that was never and and my dad by sure is not perfect but um, he definitely has taught us to embrace the journey and learn from our imperfections um, and make the best out of them.
2: Well, what's funny is I always say I am perfect in my imperfections.
4: Beautiful, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's how I would express it. Okay, Dr. Baum, what is the most wonderful thing about being a
3: father? (laughs) Just watching these precious, precious beings growing around you and experiencing the world and experiencing life and and, uh, coming to you um, uh, with... uh, with their questions and with their query and with their accomplishments. We are so blessed to have these children around us. And my struggle throughout life and as I'm getting older, appreciating is that to any young parent, I say to them, please take the time to just embrace that opportunity right now in the present. Uh, So to me, it's been awesome. It's been for me a learning of how to be a father and, how to be a parent, and uh, how to balance life uh, challenges going through life. I mean, as a young parent, I think we're usually always so busy in creating a life for ourselves and for our families that we have difficulty in being in the moment and cherishing that moment. And And I'm just blessed now to be able to do that more and more and enjoy it.
2: Well, Kinsey Beth is the youngest of three children. So typically we always feel that the youngest is the apple of the eye. So what do you want to say about that? Is she a big apple or a shiny apple or what kind of apple?
3: Oh, she's an awesome apple. But let me let me tell you, it, it, this is interesting because I had my oldest child when I was in graduate school doing my doctoral studies at the University of Pennsylvania. And that was a special opportunity because as a graduate student, I spent many waking hours with this young child, my oldest, as a baby, and was able to enjoy that because I wasn't busy out working at a job. It was kind of a, so those first three years of her life was just awesome as a parent for my wife and I, even though she was the first one and so difficult to, you know, you're learning so much at the first child. My second child was a bit different because I was in a different experience in my life. We we went back to Nova Scotia and we was, I was starting a new business and teaching at university. And so when four years later, when the second child came, we had the first and the second and we were in a different life space. Then the third one came, which, which was an oops. Kinsey Beth was an oops. We didn't expect her. And when she came, it was like, I think. Six years old. Uh, she, I think she's six years different than her oldest one, uh, something like that. I don't even remember the differences in age. Anyway, Kinsey Beth um, was um, kind of in a, She grew up almost as a uh, individual child. The other ones, were, the other ones were so much older. So we had a unique experience with Kinsey. It was kind of really special as well. Uh, and uh, there were a lot of things that we were able to do with Kinsey we weren't able to do with the other children. But it was just kind of unique experiences. So I don't know if I answer your question. I don't have a special apple. These are three beautiful apples. Each one of them their own, and they've given to us differently in our lives. They're just they're they're awesome. Now, let, let me see one of and the and the for the record.
2: The name of the oldest and the name of the middle child. Uh,
3: the oldest one is Kimberly. Kimberly Suzanne. They're all, they're, all, they're all with Ks. We had three Ks. That was part of it. And Carolee is the middle child. That sounds a little scary. We had three
2: Ks. So no relation to the Ku Klux Klan, I take it.
3: Not at all. And <laughs> Kinsey was interesting with that. Kinsey, we, 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 had, we were going to call her Beth. And then we had to find a K. My my, my eldest, my, my only niece, uh, Robin... Is like my eldest daughter, Rob, Robin, my my um, uh, my niece. Uh, she said it has to be a K. So we thought of Kinsey, and we thought of the Kinsey Report. I don't know if you remember the Kinsey Report. Or
2: yes, or the yes, Kinsey yes. S E X, the Kinsey Report. S yes. E X. But I'm not clear. I, I why was K it? significant? The letter K. Why was it significant? Oh,
3: I don't know. You know. Uh, I don't know why. Well, we started with Kimberly, and of course, Kimberly being our oldest child, our first child, and of course being special. We—I mean, every child is special to the parent. We couldn't spell her name K I M, you know, Kimberly. We spelt it K Y M. The porch—that poor girl. Every day now of her life, when she gives her name, she has to spell her first name because we couldn't spell right. it correctly. <laughs>
2: and it's K Y M B E R L Y, correct, or L I
3: E. Yes. No, y a y m b y l y l
2: e y l y l y l <laughs> y right, right, right. Uh, there's a few movie stars that have weird spellings for their name. Off the top of my head, I can't think of it, but I know there's a few like that where it's not the typical spelling. If it comes to me, I'll share it. But same thing, where it had something different. Okay, so... And then Carolee, uh, Carolee, you think of this C-A-R-A, and you're saying it's
3: K-A-R-A. Of course. Of course. We couldn't spell it with a C. We had to change it to a K.
2: Right, right, Carolee. <laughs> all of the, your uh, your girls sound like cakes, Carolee, Kimberly, Suzanne. Uh, we, you, they all use the middle name. I love my middle name, but I don't use it.
3: Um they all, Carolee uses her full name, and because they're hyphenated, uh, and uh, yes. Kinsey Beth uses her full name, it's hyphenated. I also call her KB for short. Not KBG, but KB. And, right. And- <laughs> you want, I'm
2: glad you clarified. Okay, Dr. Bob, what is the most difficult thing about being a father?
3: Oh, my goodness. Uh, the most difficult thing about being a father is controlling your emotions, for me. I mean, uh, And especially, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a very kind of times-driven person. I like things done certain ways. Uh, I have to bite my tongue lots of times. Uh, I think as a father with me, I think the most difficult thing, especially when my children were younger, when they were younger, they didn't know this, but I know inside of me is – uh, con- controlling your emotions, controlling your temperament, not getting, you know, not getting aggravated because things aren't going perfect the way you want them to. To, to me, uh, I'm having an easier time in later life to let things go, to let things be. But as a young father, um, yeah, I, they may not have noticed it, but for me, it was tough.
2: Understood, um, but it was all worth it. I'm sure.
3: Oh, my goodness, yes, absolutely. You see, what we don't understand, well, many times people don't understand as, as parents is that uh, we're going through a maturation process. We're never parents. to so say. I mean, like your first child, second child, thank God for the third child. You just let them run. You know, the first child, you've got all these expectations. You don't know what to do, and you want to do everything right, and the kid is the first child, and they go through all this stuff. Second child is not so bad uh, in the sense you, you give them a little bit of slack, but they get caught, and then the third child they get caught in the middle, you know. So it's really interesting with what happens when children grow up in families, and that's why, even though we're in the same families, children are so different from each other.
2: Yes, for sure, uh, Doctor. What is the most memorable thing about being a father? The thing you will never forget?
3: <laughs> oh my goodness, there's so many of them. So many. I, I think probably the uh, the birth experience. Uh, uh, I, I had the pleasure with my uh, with my second and third child is to be there at the delivery, and that's just unbelievable to see that child come in the world. I was also there when my when my second grandchild uh, from Kinsey Kinsey's child was was being birth. I was there. Those are special special moments. But there are so many other moments that I've had with my children that were just. Just beautiful moments. Just beautiful moments. You know.
2: So I'm sure there's many. Any surprises about being a father?
3: Oh my goodness! There's always surprises. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, I remember the one. I mean, I I I, I remember the time and uh, Kinsey, you'll remember this, is that I. I think I got a call about 3 o'clock in I'm not sure what time it was, but it was late at night. I, I, I told my – she was a young woman at the time. She, uh, uh, she was out with her girlfriends, and I think they had a little bit too much alcohol. Uh, and um, uh, so I got a, a call in the wee hours of the morning to come pick them up in a parking lot so they didn't need to have to drive home. And uh, that was, and I was so glad she called. You know, Wow. That's awesome. How did she end up at
2: 3 in the morning in the parking lot? The car broke down?
3: I don't know. I don't remember. Do you remember that, Kinsey, when it it actually was? But I I remember you had two or three friends with you.
4: Of course. And we still talk about it to this day. Um, And it was, I think the bar was closing. It wasn't closed yet. And we realized we were there a lot longer than we had anticipated. I think we were going to go to a movie, but we never made it to the movie. We were having too much fun catching up and chatting. And so we realized none of us were in any shape to drive. And so my first instinct was to call my dad. This was before Uber, Lyft, all of, all of that. And uh, so my dad didn't even hesitate, jumped in the car, came and got us. um, And I can't, it was what you were wearing. I think you were wearing some sort of sweatpants and slippers and maybe, you know, your Italian stallion, white tank top that you wear your undershirt and we we're super grateful but we will never forget that we called my dad to come pick us up and, and uh take us home um that night and and he never once complained, never once, you know, if anything he was grateful that, you know, we called, which I am too and we all were, but um we still chuckle about it to this day and and um yeah, that was a that's a good memory. So dad. when you
2: woke him <laughs> up at three AM he didn't freak out, he didn't go
4: nuts. No, the first thing, of course, the first thing was, "Is everybody okay? Are you okay?" And I, right. um, I said, yeah, yes, we just need need a ride. Can you please come get us?" And and uh, and he did. And and I think we had some laughs on the way home that night too. So, yes, he's he's uh, he makes the best out of every situation. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> so that would that Bob go under the heading about a surprise or? It's just all part of being a dad.
3: (laughs) Both. You don't want too many of those calls, but when you get them, you're pleased they called you. (laughs) Right.
2: Uh, Dr. Bob, what did you learn? I'm saying children. I'm not making it specific to Kinsey because you do have three kids. So what did you learn from your children? What did they teach you?
3: Oh, my goodness. Uh, probably from the three of them, probably over time, they taught me patience. Uh, they also ta- taught me that they have to live their own lives. Uh, you can't live it for them, although you'd like to, you know, guide them the best you can. But uh, each one of them is on their own journey. And to be able to not be an interference well, you so again, again, you know, <laughs> we never know whether we did the right thing. The only thing you know is you did what you thought best. And so you have to kind of let that go in the sense, you know, with every child, you ask yourself, well, should I have done this or should I have done that? Would it have made a difference? And, and, and to me, this is where I kind of say, for me, my spiritual life pops in is, you know, it's for the grace of God. You do the best you can. And I, the reason why I have a God is because I can put things off on, on that on that spirit's shoulders. I don't have to take ownership of everything. Uh, so I say, listen, you know, um, I remember that. That poem about, not very well do I remember it, but I remember when this person was saying to God, What happened to you when I needed you the most? And his response was, because his footsteps footsteps, in the sand. Yes, footsteps in the sand.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, and then footprints the good Lord the says, sand. Yeah, and the good Lord says, I was, The reason why there's one set of footprints is because I picked you up and carried you at that point in time. And I, I went through a lot of those periods in my life where. Uh, I was carried, and sometimes didn't realize till afterwards. So I do have that spiritual connection, and with my kids, it has to be the same way. I, I even with my grandkids now. I mean, I, I see them sometimes suffering, and I said, "Gee, what what can I do?" And and I say, "Listen, you you do what you can, the best you can, because uh, because you, you you know you, you can't give up. You got to keep working at it, and then just hopefully the grace of God carries them through." I'm getting more to recognize that that's just that's just life, and and stop labeling and judging what's right and wrong. I mean, I I'm getting that perspective on life now is that it's you know you really can't uh, judge the journey. The journey is there, and do the best you can.
2: Yes, and if you only if only one statement you can answer with just one out of the two, Bob, <laughs> what would you say is the truer one? Father knows best or mother knows
3: best? That's touchy ground. I'm glad you brought the subject up. (laughs) Uh, They both know best in their own way. They both know best in their own way. Good, very good answer. And I was wondering how you
2: were going to handle that one.
3: Uh, the reason why I say that is that, again, uh, life's all about balance. I mean, I, I, my family would not be where it is today if it wasn't for the differences of my wife and myself. And some of those differences are perfect and precious. And some of those differences are, are difficult. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, we learn from people's, from people's successes and from their failures, Failures meaning not maybe achieving the goals they want to achieve, that's what I mean by failure. There's really, there's really no failures in life, there's lessons learned. So uh, my wife and I are very, very different people. Uh, however, there is uh, certain things that have brought us together that really have kept us together for 52 years, uh, uh, even with those significant differences. But as far as child rearing is concerned, my, I, I had it easy, Joe. I had it easy, Joyce. My my wife was the sergeant major. She's the one who ran the house. Uh, she's the one who really kept order in the place. And I was so fortunate to allow that to have that happen. It was really good.
2: Very, very good. I I am looking forward to Hare and Kinsey answer my questions. But first. I want to share with you folks why you should be listening to our show every day, not just today with this wonderful father-daughter team, but every day, no matter who the guest, the the topic, we always strive to make a profound difference in your life. So without further ado, here's Beverly Nadler, our health guru, in her own words, why you should listen to this show.
0: Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce Barry and Friends the number one internet radio show.
2: And folks, we do ask that you participate with us in this endeavor. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B A R R I E and Friends dot com. And that is our home page. And right under my picture on the upper left, it says follow. And a simple click on the word follow, and you'll know about all our shows, I guess, our topics. You need not concern yourself if you can't join us live at 11 a.m. Eastern. All our shows, eight years of shows, are archived your listening pleasure 24-7. Every single show from day one is in the archives. You can download them. You can play it in the car. <clears throat> you can put it on speaker and play it while you're home, multitasking. So do take advantage, Joyce Barry and, and clicking on follow. Another great thing in that website on the upper right where it says search, you type in Dr. Barb Rutolo, for example. R-U-O-T-O-L-O and all of Dr. Barr's shows will turn up with the date, the links, you just click on any show. So you have access to all of that. You have access via the guest or the topic. If you put in a topic and click on that, everything with that topic will come out. So the archives really really give you what you need when you need it. Okay, having said all of that, akinsey Kinsey, uh, I have questions for you. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> as ready as you'll ever be, I guess okay what exactly is, uh what is it about your father uh that really makes him stand out and special?
4: Oh jeez, you know um he mentioned earlier the age difference and and my oldest sister, Kimberly, she's nine years older than I am, and Carolee is about five and a half, almost six years older than I am. So I was the youngest, but I also, there was a sort of period of my time when they were out of the house on and off to, to college and secondary school that I was the only one home for many years. Um, and so something that stands out is my mom and dad both they parented us individually. They parented us at where we were at. So it was never um the expectations were always always there, you know, to, to grow and, and follow rules and those things, but we're so different individually that they really um parented us to where we were at, each child individually and differently to allow our strengths to to be where they were and to help us blossom in other areas. So I think that is something that stands out now especially as I'm a parent and have little ones um that they're both two dynamic kids that I have learned that I need to parent the child that I have individually and not and not, you know, compartmentalize them as as the same. Um and that's something my dad I did and my mom did very very well and still do to this day. <laughs>
2: Gotcha are you closer to your mother or your father? would you say?
4: you know what? I'm extremely close to both of them. I think um you know younger years, I was probably closer with my mother. Um, we were super close um, and and I think now still super close to both of them, but in my my career um life. I worked with my dad for many years when I graduated university. And now that I own my own business, he mentors and guides us. So I think in that way, I'm maybe uh, on that level, closer with my dad in that sense, because of just from the, the business mentoring aspect of it. But I'm super close. All of us girls are close to both of our parents. So to
2: clarify about the business, your dad is not a partner. He has no financial interest at stake except that he loves you. He's more your coach and mentor.
4: Yes, absolutely. An amazing advisor. Correct.
2: Okay. Getting back to both your parents, which one would you say is stricter
4: or more has been more of a disciplinarian? My mother, hands down, for sure. Growing up, you know, um, if she said no, we would go to my dad because he usually always said yes. Um, I you know, know that game very yeah. well too. Go ahead. <laughs> and the uh, so mom for sure was a disciplinarian, and my dad uh, always seemed to stay pretty um, even keel. Uh, but it wasn't until you could he, you would know he was upset when he would you, his voice would get this deep thing, and he would say, "Gee, Christmas sake alive!" If those words ever came out of his mouth, us girls went running in the opposite direction. Um, it didn't happen often, but that, but when you pushed his buttons enough, and those words came out of his mouth, um, you better watch out. But as far as disciplinarian, it was it was my mom, hands down, on a consistent basis. Was it ever the words or the way he said it that you knew he was serious? The way he said it. <laughs> the way he said it because the words it sounded like completely different words coming out of his mouth when he said it, but, but when gee, Christmas sake alive came out in in that voice, oh my goodness, you better run and hide. (laughs) Let me hear a little imitation. Gee, Christmas sake alive. But I can't even get as deep as he would get, but his his, his, and I, you see my dad, Joyce's eyes would go scrunched down and you know, he just got this little, anger to him um, which was very rare but it did happen on occasion so
2: when it happened you knew this was it not to (laughs) uh, not to take it lightly
4: not to take it lightly correct
2: gotcha okay and what would you say I'm sure he taught you a lot a lot I have no doubt but what are the main things he taught you that really hit home
4: Hmm. Oh, the, and it's cliche, but the, the never give up attitude, um, you know, and, and very much both my mom and dad was, was on the spiritual aspect of, of, you know, looking within and, and, and praying and, and never giving up. And, you know, those types of things were really important, key educational moments. Um, and then as I got older, It was that understanding of, you know, not striving for perfection, um, you know, but constantly growing and learning, and then also surround yourself with people who are better than you are in different areas of your life, because that's really how you're going to, A, learn, but B, have utilized their strengths to help you to accomplish what you're wanting to accomplish. And I think that that was some amazing um, things that I learned, uh, you know, as a young adult from my dad and working with him because he would create these amazing teams in the organizations that he was within and having all these people with their strengths come together, working together to meet a common goal. Um, and then I have learned to adapt that into my own life individually as well as, as in, in my work.
2: And which one, if you can only pick one, father knows best or mother knows best, who's the one that knows best?
4: Oh, goodness, I'm going to also go with what my dad said because he's hit it spot on. And I'm so glad you asked him before you asked me um, because they're both (laughs) so, so, you know, individually in their own right. You know, I go to my dad for certain things um, when I need help and I go to my mom for others and, And they both guide and mentor me in their own way, different, but so, so right at the same time. Um, So, yeah, I would say both in their own way um, is the correct answer. Thank goodness he said it first.
2: (laughs) Yes, 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 I gotcha. I gotcha. Had to put you on the spot one or two times. Uh, because, as I said, no one is perfect, and it 's okay to to be loved and valued and appreciated for your imperfections, okay, so um, how
4: do you get along with your siblings by the way? You know what Joyce? I'm so blessed we get along really well um, you know in our younger years, not so much, just like I think most siblings uh, when they 're young, you pick on each other and. And, you know, you uh, we kind of, I because there was such a, a difference in age, Carolee and Kimmy um, were closer because they were in school together. And I remember they used to lock me out of their, their bedroom and um, not let me in. And I was too young and couldn't be a part of their conversation. I think my middle sister even pushed me down the stairs once. Um, she and her best friend Stephanie. So little things like that, uh, but as so throughout my younger years, we really weren't very close. But it's as we've grown up um, in our adult years that we are extremely, extremely close now. Um, and we're also very, very different, the three of us. Uh, but we, you know, we have a group text with our family that we consistently stay in contact. Um, and if one of us needs anything, the other ones are there to to lend a listening ear. Um, you know, laugh, you know, send a hug. Uh, So, yeah, we're very lucky that we have an amazing relationship.
2: Very, very good. Uh, I want to just share some of my favorite quotes. I love quotes, and some of these are my favorites about fathers. Uh, The older I get, the smarter my father seems to get. When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. Mark Twain said that. Ann Richards, I have always had the feeling I could do anything, and my dad told me I could. I was in college before I found out he might be wrong. Paul Lewis said, A man, a father's words are like a thermostat that sets. That sets the temperature in the house Uh, If the new American father feels bewildered and even defeated Let him take comfort from the fact that whatever he does in any fathering situation He has a 50% chance of being right Robert Orban Life was a lot simpler when when we honored was father and mother Rather than all major credit cards My father was often angry when I was most like him. William Hellman said that. Every father should remember that one day his son will follow his example instead of his advice. Uh, The greatest gift I ever had came from God, and I call him dad. A father is a fellow who has replaced (laughs) I love this. The father is a fellow who has replaced the money in his wallet with the snapshots of his kids. Uh, Any man can be a a father. It takes someone special to be a dad. And my favorite, there are three stages of a father's life. He believes in Santa Claus. He doesn't believe in Santa Claus. He is Santa Claus. So, Kimberly, uh, anything else you want to share about your dad and uh, about his generosity, his kindness, his caring?
4: You know, I, I... I'm you know when you ask that question, there's some um, families that their their way of giving or, or showing their love is is through either money or material things or, or gifting and I feel like the gift that we are given from my dad the most um, is the gift of time that that gift of even though it might not be my sister's you know Carolee lives in Seattle. You know, might not necessarily being physically there, but the time of just um, talking to him and you know asking questions and and you know not necessarily advice, but just allowing to talk um, and get another's person's perspective. And I feel like those that time and that energy um, is priceless. That that he and my mom both give us as as kids. It's, that time of you know he was he flew up to Seattle to spend some couple of days with Carolee um, and they literally tinkered in her garden and and you know just went and did things together um, and I think those items and time that is is priceless and that's yeah we're blessed for that
2: it sounds like as a family we all have a lot of blessings individually and with each other uh, to get some insight, folks, about who these people are, Dr. Ball, why don't you share a little bit about uh, Quantum Performance Institute and your website?
3: Well, thank you, Joyce, for the opportunity. Uh, uh, I I enjoy spending my time in my work life. Uh, uh, doing very much the same I do with my family in other words helping others to be successful in their careers and in in their businesses and and uh, developing them as leaders and that's I, I guess I've found myself to be very much like yourself a mentor a teacher an educator a coach uh, and I get a lot of joy out of that uh, and I do that now I focus primarily um, uh, on um, uh, s- small family businesses, medium-sized family businesses. I've, I enjoy helping moving from one generation to the next, uh, transferring that leadership because it's such a, a, a challenge uh, for family businesses to be able to make that transition uh, from generation to generation, a whole set of uh, personal, familiar and business challenges. And I enjoy working in that arena now uh, where I spend most of my time. So thank you for that.
2: Well, I know you're very passionate about your work and your family, uh, and I know how meaningful they are to you. Kinsey, for people to get some insight about you, I know you have a website, coupleofbartenders.com. I I really did enjoy seeing that website and, and what it is you offer that's so unique. Talk a little about that and the role your father played. I know he's not financially uh, involved, but what role did he play? How did he make a difference?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of bartenders.com, we are a uh, liquid catering company, so we provide mobile bartending um, services for private parties, weddings, corporate events, and we have a, a tap truck that has five taps down the side so we can pour anything from it. Um, but from a business perspective, we have been in, a, in growth mode over the last couple of years and it's exciting and the journey is amazing, um, but it can absolutely get overwhelming um, and sometimes you can get um, sidetracked or flustered on, on are you going in the right direction. And my dad has been amazing um, to come in and, and help us uh, put the right people in place and, and really uh, assessing all of our talent that we have in our business, um, and restructuring as we're growing and bringing new people into the company, um, creating that foundation and that framework uh, from a corporate structure uh, and putting in the, the, the different roles that we're creating. They weren't there a year and a half, two years ago. And so really redefining each person's positions, and then um, assessing the new talent coming in that are going to be taking over the, the roles that these people have grown out of and grooming into the new roles. So it's been an amazing process um, to go through, um, and I'm just too, you know lucky that I get to do it with my dad.
2: And do you supply the liquor as well or just to help and everything
4: else is there? The help, everything else is there. We can, I, you know, we assist with the recommended quantities. Um, Arizona liquor laws are a little unique and different, um, so we we help the client with that. But they they provide all of that, and and we do the rest. Yeah, it
2: seems like a unique kind of business. I certainly never heard of anything like that, but that is something where it could really make the party a lot easier on the host and hostess with that thing that you're taking care of.
4: Absolutely. They get to enjoy and relax, and, and we get to to help, like you just said, let the guests um, and, the, and let the host enjoy their actual event and party. Yes.
2: And is there anything else you want to say about the business in respect to your father's role in
4: it? No, it's been um, a new transition that we've just really started implementing uh, over the last several months. Um, And just as we've brought him in as an advisor um, and a mentor and and helping us in this transition, it has truly changed um, the growth and and, um, impacted it in such a positive way. Everyone is, is taking ownership and helping create the roles that they are going into Um, and my husband and I as owners are um, really seeing an amazing um, impact from the people we've already had in the business and the the new team we're bringing in and so it's very exciting um, and you know really grateful to to have him a part of that transition with us
2: very good Uh, folks uh, you're listening to Dr. Barbu Tolo and his very special daughter Kinsey Beth Kendricks, uh, where they're honoring each other. I just want to say this about Father's Day: uh, a little uh, information here. The word "father" is often used to honor spiritual leaders, inventors, and originator of any idea. Product, service, or person. It is so that fathers have always been associated with guidance and protection as the person who can be loved, respected, and looked up to. Let us use Father's Day to honor those special men and let them know what place they have in our lives and how they influence us. Let us also remember and honor our fathers and any other father figures who have passed. So I started by saying Father's Day should be recognized each and every day. And let us not forget the fathers who have passed. Uh, My father passed uh, many, many years ago, and I still think of him every single day. And it's really tough that when your father passed, your mother passed, no matter what your age, you feel like an orphan. So the key is to honor and appreciate them while they're alive. Uh, And you never know what day they'll no longer be here so a shout out to my father and mom in heaven uh, always a place in our hearts uh, when you think of fathers you also think of the grandfathers as well and Dr. Bob you're a grandfather I understand
3: I am I, I have uh, four beautiful grandsons uh, which I uh, really appreciate uh, spending time with them and having had that, that experience and enjoy it every day it's awesome
2: roses are the official flower for father's day a red rose is one in the lapel if your father is living a white rose if he is deceased i wonder how many of you knew that i did not uh and it's a big day for 66.3 million fathers in america not everyone celebrates it 72 percent of americans Plan to celebrate or acknowledge Father's Day not everyone does The necktie is the most Popular and number one Of all Father's Day gifts According to the U.S. Census Bureau Hammers and golf clubs Are also popular presents According to greeting card makers Hallmark Father's Day is the fifth largest card sending holiday fifth largest i'm sure mothers get many more cards than the fathers do and the idea of father's day was conceived by sonora dodd of spokane washington to honor her father he chose his birthday which was proclaimed on june 19 1910 by spokane's mayor as the first Father's Day and the first presidential proclamation honoring fathers was issued in 1966 when President Lyndon Johnson designated the third Sunday in June as Father's Day. It has been celebrated annually since 72 when President Nixon signed the public law that made it permanent. So I find those things uh, quite interesting too with some trivia tidbits uh also, who was known as the father of history, Herodotus. Father Time is also known as the name of the Grim Reaper. Father Christmas was taken from the Netherlands. We all know George Washington is the father of our country. And who was the father of his country? Emperor Augustus was named father of his country. Uh, ancient Greek God was most likely to celebrate Father's Day Is Cronus, the God of Fertility Robert Young starred in a 1950s TV show Dedicated to Fathers And Fathers Knows Best Make Room for Daddy Starred uh, uh, Known as uh, That was Danny Thomas So there's so much around fathers uh, That we can tap into And look back in time uh, Dr. Bob Oh my goodness! Time flies when you're having fun. I had no idea how it escaped me. So, Doctor Bob, what message do you want to leave our audience with?
3: Well, I have one right in front of me here that I'd like to share. And in a sense, that it's been a guide for me. In a sense, um, I want to challenge your audience that uh, not only to have your eye on the prize, and that is the future goals and accomplishments that we might have for ourselves. Uh, but begin living in the here and now, and that's been so important to me in the recent uh, my, my recent years. Goals are important, but they're useless if the journey towards them is not valued. And so I, I ask uh, each one of them really to begin to be more in the present. To work on that, and uh, I know I'm enjoying every day. Uh, to me, is Father's Day. I, I I'm so blessed to have my family and uh it 's really interesting when you start living life that way as well you uh, you attract so many people that have kind of that that vision and that view, which is a wonderful place to be and I thank you, Joyce for having my daughter and I on your show. Uh, I thank you for the h- good homework you do, the research you do in all your programs, and particularly this one on Father's Day, what you just shared with us in the last five minutes about Father's Day and the, uh, where that originated from and how it's been you know throughout our history. And most recently, I didn't realize, in 1972, it became kind of a national holiday. So uh, thank you for your homework and for being the... Uh, host that you are, enabling us to share our story with you. Joyce, it's wonderful to be part of this program. I appreciate that. Thank you.
2: And hopefully for many, many decades to come, Dr. Bob, you will be part of our program. Dr. Bob, the founder of Quantum Performance Institute, check it out at quantumperformance.net. And his fabulous and very special daughter, Kinsey Beth Kendricks, Uh, Her website, coupleofbartenders.com, what message do you want to leave our audience with?
4: Um, I guess a a few, and, you know, believe that there always, always is a way. Um, Believe there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and believe that you might be that light for someone else. Um, Those are things that I've grown up with, um, with my dad and my mom always, uh, you know, never give up mentality, uh, that life is challenging and we go through our challenges and, and just to always know that you keep going, you keep swimming and eventually um, things will turn around and, and I think that that's something that I've been blessed to, to grow up with because of my dad and my mom. And
2: what do you want to say to your father right here in this public arena that you want the whole world to hear?
4: Oh man, that I am one of the luckiest. Um, you know, sometimes when you're on this show, uh, you know, you you ask the great question, Joyce, of you know what is one thing you could change? Because um, you wanted to point out that no one is perfect, and and that is so true. And it's hard when you're put on the spot because you wanted to talk about the the things that are are good and, and, and because that's kind of what my dad and my mom have always taught us is to always look on the bright side and, and find the light in all the things that you do. Um, but, man, we've had a lot of challenges in individually, uh, daughters. Um, all of us have unique uh, circumstances um, that could be debilitating for, for some and for most, honestly. Uh, but because of my dad and my mom's belief in us, And their constant encouragement and constant being there for us always, um, we've been able to find that light um, and make it through moments that there's some people that would have just given up. Um, And, you know, someday maybe we'll all get on the phone again and talk about some of those really hard moments and trying times. Um, But today, celebrating Father's Day, I want to thank my dad for teaching us. Um, and for being that role model, uh, he hasn't had it easy either. And it's because of his perseverance, um, and his strength to keep going, uh, that we've taken on that mentality and, um, see the bright light in all things.
2: Very good. And Dr. Bob, what in this very public arena do you want to say to Kinsey and your other kids that you want the world to hear you?
3: Well, I want them to know that I, um, uh, I feel very blessed to have them as daughters. Um, they have given me so much of my life. Uh, they've given me uh, a reason to be, um, the best I can be and to, to work at that every day. And they've brought me so much joy. Uh, and I thank them for that and for them to just keep on being the beautiful people they are, each one of them in their own way. Um, and, um, to bring that that light and that beauty and that spirit to the world where it's needed so much. So uh, thank you my dear daughters and thank you Joyce.
2: It's clearly you're speaking from your heart and how vulnerable you are and you're just a great loving person. So thank you Dr. Baugh, for joining us. Thank you for Kinsey for joining us. You're very special, you're extraordinary people. I'm privileged to have you as part of this show. And this is my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, Good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. Folks, go out and make someone happy today. Do a random act of kindness. Pay it forward. Pay it backwards. Try to make a difference in the world one person and one positive action at a time. And most importantly, we wish you joy, health, and happiness, and we invite you to sing along with us dance along with us, laugh along with us, and you can do that right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mass. Thank you all, and God bless you. And thank you so much to Dr. Bob and Kinsey, awesome guests. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us.